today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. City staff have uh, once again unearthed another uh, recommended road safety report that uh, for some reason got buried or ignored or shoved in somebody's bottom drawer or whatever, which is why you've seen, if uh, you're up late at night, uh, these overnight closures on the link. Because these are what they quote as uh, an urgent uh, repair system that needs to be done. Uh, if it was urgent, how come it waited so long? I want to bring John Best into the conversation, publisher of the uh, Bay Observer. Uh, John, good morning. Thanks for joining us on the show today. My pleasure, Bill. John, is there a, 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 should we be troubled about this? It seems to be a, a rather troubling pattern here of, uh, of uh, well, gee, I didn't know that was there. Or, hey, did you guys ever read this? I mean, I, I guess the obvious question a lot of people might have is what are they going to uncover next? Yeah, I, I think there is cause for concern um, beyond, frankly, uh, whatever the content of these reports are. I think it points to a, uh, a bigger issue, and uh, I think the issue is uh, just general oversight on the part of council. Um, I, you know, the more I look at this, uh, you know, sort of coupled with the, with the paving report, uh, I, I think our council uh, has, uh, certainly on these issues, and, and I would say many others, are, have been totally negligent. Uh, this, this kind of problem doesn't spring up in the, if you've got a vigilant, engaged, intelligent council. And, uh, what we're, and, and I'll give you an example uh, related to the Red Hill. Um, there has been a controversy going on for five or six years about whether friction issues, uh, uh, you know, the, all these fatalities that we've been hearing about. The, the friction issue didn't raise its head when we found out about the report. There have been all kinds of discussions. Uh, people weren't necessarily talking about friction, but they knew there was something wrong. Uh, so they were talking about uh, medium barriers and cat's eyes and maybe better lighting and uh, a whole a whole myriad of issues. So... If you go back to uh, the fall of 2017 when they were considering the, the budget, the capital budget for 2018, with all of that stuff swirling around, uh, there were two or three uh, uh, reports uh, being commissioned. There were studies being done about safety on the Red Hill Expressway. And at, a capital, at a two or three capital budget sessions, uh, councillors voted for the complete repaving of the Red Hill portion of the expressway, yeah. and not one person raised a peep about, oh, wait a minute, we've got all these studies going on. Uh, wh- what's this all about? So something in the area of $13 million worth of paving was passed without any discussion whatsoever by council. And to me, if you were sitting on council at a time when the safety of the highway was an issue, and, and, and you suddenly get a, uh, a capital budget recommendation that we spend $13 million repaving the, the highway, it seems to me that that should have raised some red flags, but it did not. And, you know, that's on council. That's, uh, that's not on staff. Uh, it may have been presented in a way to attract as little attention as possible, but that's no excuse. I, I, I really think we have a, a council problem here as much as, whatever these studies and who's withholding them, and that's certainly a problem. But at, at the end of it all, to me, it comes back to council. Well, ultimately, the, the buck stops with the elected officials, doesn't it? I mean, you know, they're, they're the ones that, uh, to get into this idea, that old analogy of rowing versus steering, they're the ones that are supposed to, to set policy, they're, and staff are supposed to enact that policy and do it in an efficient and cost-effective way. 
But but council can't just say, there, we're finished. That's our job now. Uh, you guys go ahead and do your job. There still has to be oversight. And I, it seems to me, I, I agree with you, I think there's somebody's dropping the ball here. Well, uh, I, I think council, yes, um, steering instead of rowing, absolutely. But you read the damn reports. Uh, there have been reports uh, put in front of council. Pay attention to the budget. I mean, if, if you're a counselor and you just put your hand up and say carried, for $13 million worth of paving and no staff presentation explaining why it's being bumped up, uh, nothing. Uh, it just appeared as a line item on the budget, and they voted for it because they weren't paying attention. It's either that or some of them knew, and, and so hopefully that will come out in this, uh, this investigation. Another example, I spoke to a counselor who told me uh, recently that he had not read the friction report. Uh, it's a 13-page report, uh, had not read it, even though the same counselor and all other counselors had voted to spend anywhere from 2 to $9 million on uh, the judicial inquiry. But how could you vote to spend that kind of money without at least have, at least have read the executive summary of a 13-page report? It would be a one-page read. But that's it's an just, ongoing, you know, John, that's an ongoing problem. That's been happening for years uh, with various members of council, some of whom are still there, of course. Uh, and we know that. I mean, you know, the, the, the joke was you'd go to committee meetings and you'd see some of these people. And I mean, this is back in the days, of course, when everything was on paper. Uh, and they hadn't even unsealed the, the staff reports and, and the committee reports before they started to vote on this stuff. But, and, and that's always going to be a problem. But now we're getting into big bucks and possibly some health and safety issues here. Well, if they're not reading the reports, they shouldn't be on council. Uh, there, there should be a minimum level of competence uh, now that we're paying them ninety odd thousand a year, and they're they're uh, and because they're lifers, they're they're going to get decent Omer's pensions. Many of them, uh, we we have a right to demand more, and the public uh, certainly has a right to demand more than uh, just making sure the sidewalks are okay in your ward and everything's tickety boo. Huge issues going on here that are going to cost us uh, tens of millions of dollars. And we've got counselors who aren't reading the reports, aren't asking questions. And when you get a counselor like Skelly, who, who did ask questions about, you know, uh, various issues, she was ostracized because she was rocking the boat. I, I'm not sure what the boat is to be rocked here, but there's got to be a reason why uh, these counselors are not asking questions. Well, especially in light of what's happened over the last couple of months, and, and, you know, we can relate both the Link and the Red Hill because they seem to be the two big concerns here, especially from safety issues. Uh, and in light of the controversy that was caused, and as you say, that's still an ongoing uh, thing. It's an investigation. They've hired somebody, and who knows how much that's going to cost. You would have thought the councils would have been that much more diligent then about these reports and about what's going on and not going on. And and at least directing staff to say, look, at, start going through your, your desk drawers, because if there's more reports, we want to find out about them right now. I don't know that they've had that conversation. Well, if they have, it's behind closed doors. I, I just think, uh, you know, we, we are at a point where we really need to demand a little better uh, from, from our counselors. They're our representatives. I, I don't know what staff is doing. Uh, I don't know what they've done in the past. It is troubling to see a report uh, that, that appears to have not been acted on or not even perhaps released. But, you know, it's possible this report was released in, in something these counselors had seen, but they wouldn't know. Because uh, you know they they haven't taken the elastics off their uh, 
their agenda packages. Uh, to I guess that's no longer the way it works, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. They're, yeah. they're not they're not paying attention to the things that are really important. They're paying attention to the things that get them reelected, but they're they're doing a disservice to the public. And and it's not every councillor, but quite frankly. Uh, if you've only, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the previous council here uh, uh, that was uh, before last fall, the only person on council that was asking unpleasant, uh, uncomfortable questions is is no longer there. But here you had people that have been there 20, 30 years uh, not asking questions. And they may say, well, look, we, we, we do that quietly. We, we don't want to embarrass staff and, and so on. But they have to be seen to be doing their job. And uh, there has to, and, and obviously they weren't doing their job because we have these reports uh, popping up uh, that probably should have received serious discussion and action, and they haven't they haven't been acted on. So uh, we have a problem, but it starts with council, not staff. Well, especially when you look at this latest thing that uh, that Andrew Dressel writes about in the Spectator today about this uh, now uncovered report about uh, potential problems with uh, the the signage and, and things falling down. Uh, that sounds to me very much, John, like that was an accident waiting to happen, and, and somebody uncovered this. I'd like to know how that happened. Where did they find this report? Who went looking for it? And 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 why was it sitting there? If there was, because there seems to be a sense of urgency here. Yet clearly, it's been a while since anybody put, laid eyes on this report on either staff or, as you say, I don't even know if council has ever seen this thing. Uh, probably not. Uh, or, but as I say, it could be hiding in plain sight. Uh, on agendas that they don't read anyway. Um, it was interesting, though, in the story, it, it mentioned that, that when staff realized this report existed, they, they shared the information with the mayor and the head of the Public Works Committee. Um, it makes you wonder, going back to the friction report, uh, did something similar happen then? We don't know, but uh, you know, you really have to wonder if, if some people knew and some people didn't. Is it a case that nobody knew? Well, and to your point, uh, you know, in, in with the the Red Hill situation, uh, and who knows what's going to happen from a legal standpoint on that. And, and as I say, now we've got something going on in the link, uh, and it's a minor inconvenience. I understand closures in the middle of the night so they can fix this stuff is not really going to ruin anybody's career or anybody's day or anything like that. But it's the lack of of of, of information that's going back and forth. And, and you're right; it's a two headed monster here. The, there seems to be a lack of communication between staff and council, and there seems to also be a, a much more dangerous lack of communication between what goes on at City Hall and what we, the public, are hearing about. No question, and I think the the other trend I've seen on council, which which again just feeds this issue, is the way they defer to each other on various issues, and it sort of absolves them of having to do their own homework. So we have one councillor uh, who's who's the declared expert on anything to do with construction. Everybody else can go back to sleep. We got another one who's the guru on finance, so everybody else can not pay attention. That, that's when really bad stuff starts creeping into the system. Uh, everybody's got to do their homework. Uh, everybody's got to ask tough questions. It doesn't mean creating a hostile dynamic, but what it means is is that we start behaving in a professional manner. It, it's not professional when this kind of stuff is getting past council and, and maybe even senior staff. 
Well, and, and that uh, whole acts of deferral, I, I think we see ha- happen on a pretty constant basis. Uh, and you're right, there are some people that do do their homework and they do their diligence, but you're, you're right, that that, la- that expertise that they seem to have is actually an excuse for other councils to say, well, so-and-so is going to ask those questions anyway. So, but, yeah, but everybody on that council has a responsibility. I mean, they're all voting on it, John. Uh, it, it's not, you know, you don't say, well, I'm not going to bother voting on it because I didn't read the report. You're going to vote, uh, you know, and we're spending money. They're spending money anyway. And you'd like to think that uh, uh, this this is sounds so elementary that we just took for granted that, that it does happen most of the time. Now I'm starting to wonder whether it does, whether or not they are actually making informed decisions when they vote on issues like this. Well, they certainly weren't making an informed decision when they voted to spend $13 million to repave the highway. Um, They either weren't paying attention or maybe there was some tacit information shared that we we were not aware of. But how does something like that get passed without, I can't find a staff report recommending it, so it would appear the first time anybody got a look at it, it was simply inserted as a line item on on a capital budget that seems highly unusual to me uh... and and then they vote on it i i watched the tapes of the of the meeting where it was passed and uh, there was no discussion of the item at all it wasn't even isolated as a as a discussion item just that whole uh, package of public works um, uh, recommendations were passed by uh... uh simply uh, you know carried and uh, that was it you know, it, it, I just can't imagine. I, I know part of the problem, I think, is the way the budgets are presented. Um, you'll recall, uh, I don't know if it was happening during your time, but certainly close to your time there, uh, you'd, at budget time, you'd see the councillors all sitting there uh, with these great big six-inch thick fan-folded uh, line-by-line budgets. Yep. Uh, now what they seem to get is a collection of PowerPoint presentations by department heads, uh, very little in the way of line-by-line detail. I guess it's available somewhere, but it just strikes me that, um, you know, that this has been dumbed down in order to, you know, get council moving. You notice that our budget procedures are moving much more quickly now. Remember, we used to be halfway through the budget year before that year's budget got passed. Oh, it was, it was it sometimes into April. That. Yeah, sometimes into April. Yeah. We had we, one huge book for, uh, yeah. for the capital budget and one for the operating budget, and it would take an yeah, inordinate no, amount no. of time to get through that stuff. It's been beautifully streamlined, but I wonder if it's been streamlined to the point where, where they really don't know what the hell they're voting on. They're, they're just, uh, uh, as long as they see the item that they want on their ward, uh, oh, we're going to get those sidewalks done. Terrific. Uh, I, I just don't see anybody taking a holistic view of, uh, of the budget, and uh, that's just another reason why you get things. Like, uh, you know, it's not the, the fact that they spent $13 million on the paving. It's the fact that an item like that of that magnitude could even be on a budget, uh, and nobody asking why. Where, where did this come from? We, we haven't discussed accelerating paving the highway by three or four years and yet here it is and uh, and let's just uh, put our hands up and vote for it it's very troubling uh which begs the question which i'm sure a lot of people in this community are asking right now is what's next uh when, when's the next report the next uh, you know phantom report or hidden report uh going to come out and what's it going to be uh, indicate a, 
it's it's kind of a troubling situation, and I'd, I'd like to think that the counselors themselves are troubled by this. John, thanks as always for the insight into this, and uh, for at least well, you're one of the people anyway that does an awful lot of the digging and research on this to try to get the story behind the story here, and uh, we just keep reading the Bay Observer, and hopefully that'll inform maybe even a few counselors. Have a great weekend. You never know. Thanks very much, Bill. Okay. John Best, of course, from the Bay Observer. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.